You're listening to the Embrace Running Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Elena, and this is episode number 215 for January 26, 2017. Hey, welcome back to our conversations about running. It sounds like a uh, like a radio show, <laughs> like a, a nighttime conversations about running. Or nighttime conversations yeah. about running. With like um, some slow music in the background. Something and, like that. Yeah. Then we'd have to turn it into a call-in show or something oh, like yeah. that. That's true. All right, getting <laughs> off track, and we're only 30 seconds in. Uh, plan for today... Little catch up on us, go over a couple news stories, and then a small race recap from our. I was going to say our first race of the year, but it was my second year first. So, um, which you was mean your first, of, my second? Did I did I flip it? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. No, I was just going to take credit the other way. So, <laughs> all right. Um, before we do that, let's remind you again about a contest that we are actually having for a race free race entry. Yes, so this is for the Divas Half Marathon and 5K San Francisco Bay Race, which is on June 4th, and I'll be running in the Half Marathon, so I'll hopefully see some of you guys there, but we have a um, race giveaway going on right now on our um, page, so you can go over to embracerunning.com and get all the information there, but it's basically to win a uh, free entry for the race, so a couple of different ways you can enter. It's all spelled out on our webpage there. And the contest ends on Sunday, February 5th at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Awesome. Yeah. So we're making it real easy to give away. Yep. And so might as well take a shot at getting getting a free race entry. Exactly. Because the only thing better than probably running races is running them for free. <laughs> Very true. So, yeah. all right. Uh, let's jump into things. Let's catch up. What's going on with you? How's your week? Um, Been pretty good. Um been doing pretty good on my weekend runs and getting some time out on the the trails on the weekends. Um, not as good during the week in terms of, I've been consistent in terms of running, but just not like the amount of mileage I should be doing during the week. So hopefully to hope, hoping to get better at that. But in terms of, um, long runs, uh, the races that I've done have been helping cause they've been out on trails. So been able to get like a, a 20 miler in and, um, this past weekend, actually, a 22-miler in, which is another race that I'll talk about probably the next time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've been getting some some time out on the trail, so that's good. Just a reminder, I'm training for my first 50-miler, which is on April 1st. No joke, no fooling. It's actually on April 1st. <laughs> uh, American River 50, which is a real popular 50-miler out in Northern California right. up here. So, kind of a really popular one for people to kind of start off with the 50-mile distance. So, Trying to trying to get ready for that, even though I'm scared out of my out of my body, out of my brain. I'm just I'm scared, but are you? Yeah, okay. It's intimidating. Fifty I, miles? I'm sure it is. Holy crap! So yeah, but trying to spend more time out on the trails and feeling a little bit more comfortable putting in more time and more miles out there. So hopefully that'll continue. A little bit of um, cross training on the bike, not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much it for me. So, yeah, can't think of anything else. So, yeah, I was, if I do, I'll just interrupt <laughs> when you do your week training. Um, yeah, just throw it in there anytime. No, I was going to say, I think you're actually in a pretty good position with your training. I think, you know, the last couple of weekends, you've done quite a bit of mileage out on yeah. the trails. And um, I think you're in a pretty good spot. So, don't Thanks. stress out too much over it. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying not to stress out too much over it, but I'm trying to stress enough over it that it, like, kicks me in the butt to get out there right. and, you know, keep going. So, yeah, more to come on that. So, what about you? Me? Um, let's see. Kind of similar situation in that, you know, getting the runs in, but not big mileage. I'm obviously not doing a 50-miler. So... You still can. No, thanks. Okay. For sure. The one thing I can guarantee you in my running plans for the year, definitely not doing a 50-miler this year. 
Fair enough. Just throw, per, I can almost say that for next year too, but okay. <laughs> I can, might be able to say that for a lot of years. Um, but no, I guess my big race to kind of start the year is actually Vancouver Marathon, which is in May. So I kind of have, I think we're what, 15, 16 weeks out. So it's kind of just um, the beginning of kind of time to get serious mm-hmm. with running. Um, an app on my phone actually tells me it's 100 days exactly. So I'm, I'm assuming my phone is correct in telling me that, but kind of interesting that it's exactly 100 days. But um, yeah, just getting my runs in, it's still kind of keeping the distances very short. Um, I think I said in my, my goals for the year, I was just kind of focusing and getting more runs and not worrying so much, at least right now, about total mileage or times or anything like that. I've been kind of pushing the pace a little bit um, with the exception of my run yesterday, which was very slow. But, you know, we all had those off days that just, of course. you know, whatever. But other than that, actually, my pace has been pretty good. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Um, ordered some shoes that were on clearance, so nothing new, new or exciting there, but just stocking the, the closet a little bit. And yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Right? Am I missing anything? No? I don't think so. You didn't interrupt me with any I of I didn't other think stuff. of anything. Darn it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about some news. Um, unfortunately, got to start with a sad story off the top. Um, a runner by the name of Monica Allen actually just passed away. Last week, she passed away at the age of 38. Mm-hmm. Um, if her name sounds familiar, I think we actually talked about her here on the podcast before. Um, she kind of got a lot of media attention. What was it now? Two years ago, I think. Um, I, I think believe. Like two, was, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think it was 2014. Yeah. Um, a picture of her and her friend running a race. Um, they had tutus on, appeared in Self Magazine, mm-hmm. and Self Magazine kind of ended up knocking. Um, I guess their fashion is the only way. Um, I can describe it. Yeah. Um, they called it a faux pas. I believe it what it was. Um, and then there was kind of a lot of blowback against Self Magazine because um, Monica Allen was actually somebody who was a cancer survivor. She had dealt with a brain tumor and was kind of on the comeback from that. Um, and that was kind of a an emotional triumphant race. And then they took that picture and, and kind of used it to kind of knock her down. And so um, Self took a lot of crap, rightfully so, yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monica ended up kind of doing the, the rounds on a lot of... Um, media outlets talking about the whole story and all yeah, that stuff even with like a katie curick yeah yeah which probably a lot of people saw um unfortunately um issues with her brain tumor ended up coming back recently and eventually took her life last week um which honestly had me i think super bummed would actually say be understating it um i've never met monica in my life Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, she, she had a blog for years on running. It was actually one of the first blogs that I ended up following and kind of reading on a regular basis. So I think I was reading her running blog. I was trying to figure it out the other day. I think I go back at least seven or eight years that I've been kind of following along with her. So, although I never met her personally, it's kind of one of those things I felt like I knew her right. and yeah, kind of, you know, sure. going through all her runs and, um, and then her having this brain tumor and going through all of that and, and kind of, um, her health improving and then she she got married actually had a child and things were looking good and then kind of um, most recently obviously things went went south and uh, unfortunately that was the result so very sad 38 years old so um it was kind of a, a, a huge emotional bummer i think for both of us um yeah yep at the end of last week um i know you read her blog too you actually met her once out on the race course um and had a chance to just talk to her just for a minute but um yeah it was kind of cool to do that at the time so um yeah just super bummed about that so um thoughts and prayers go out to her family and her close friends she actually um 
with her tutus and all that media stuff. She actually sold tutus to benefit girls on the run out of San Diego. Mm -hmm. So she was doing a lot of great things. So um, truly a tragedy and a sad thing to see. So, all right. Always tough to make a transition. Let's move on to happier, better things. Let's talk about other runners. Uh, let's talk about somebody who gets a lot of play on the podcast, Mike Wardian. Yeah. I mean, he it's hard for him not to get a lot of play on podcasts with all the crazy racing and running he, that he, he does. So I think he's almost at the point. Insane. I think he has to, you know, take the marketing crown at this point. Yeah. <laughs> for all the ways he kind of gets in the news. Right. It's yeah, it's crazy. So, um, of course, we've talked about him lots of times and actually fairly recently with setting records last year for all the majors. Um, yeah, yeah, for the majors, the majors and then also um, fastest marathon dresses Elvis at Rock and Roll Las Vegas. So, yeah, we talked about a lot of things, but currently he's out um, running and might may get another record. I don't know. <laughs> he's out running. I forgot what it's uh, like officially called. Basically, it's it's seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. Um, so it's I think it's 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 I'll call it an event that happens um, every year. And there's a small group of people that do it. Um, and believe it or not, Ryan Hall's actually doing it this year as well. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. And I don't think he's necessarily, I was reading some information about like how his training has been going and um, he hasn't really been training specifically, you know, for a marathon, you know, because right. he just hasn't been running a whole lot. So, yeah. but yeah, um, they're both out there doing it with other people. And currently they have, I think, four of the races done. So Antar- Antarctica was first. Um, saw the pictures from that and people were like, you know, super bundled up and I think it was pretty windy and everything pretty cold so and then they did they've done south america uh north america yesterday which was in miami and then today i believe was madrid so after three races guess who's in the lead for the fastest average time mike wardy of course course, with an average of 246.10 and then if you're curious um after three races ryan hall was in fourth with uh 316.14 as average although i think um unofficially i haven't hasn't i haven't seen it be confirmed but um i think ryan hall fell a couple of spots after the madrid marathon today mm-hmm. so but yeah so i guess three more to go yeah yeah it's I, crazy I, I mean seven you know people have obviously done that and been doing that for a long time doing the the seven continents but to do it in seven days yeah it's just another of course runners right we always have to somebody out there just has to take it to the next exactly. level and do you know the next most difficult thing so all right, let's move on. Let's let's talk about Ragnar, and um, this actually might be relevant to a whole new group of runners. Yeah, so yeah, let's listen up here. We got some big news, and actually, the the first thing that I think the biggest news actually I think related to mm-hmm. Ragnar is um, it was just officially announced today in the U.S. I think it's been already announced um, where it's actually taking place. Their newest race is actually happening in the U.K. So I think they've already launched the race i don't know how many days ago but it was launched out there first and now it's been officially announced um here in the u.s so it's ragnar white cliffs um and it will be happening this year i believe either it's either the end of september beginning of october can't remember the exact dates um starts over in let's see i want to make sure i get this right starts in north downs and ends in brighton so um about 170 ish miles Mm -hmm. this is going to be teams of 10 versus the typical 12 for a road uh, Ragnar, which I should I should say it's a, it's a road Ragnar. So um, first rate, I wasn't saying international, but it's actually not because we have a couple in, in Canada. Canada. Yeah, yeah, but the first um, on a different continent. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I know we have several, a bunch of UK listeners. Yep. And so this is finally one of these in your neighborhood. Exactly. An opportunity. Um, it's interesting that's a couple less people on the team, you know, instead mm-hmm. of 12, 10. Yeah. Um, 
few less be a miles, little, but a little bit easier to get a team together. Right. Needing, that is an needing added ten benefit. instead of twelve. Which we were joking. Is this because you know you guys over in Europe have smaller vehicles, yeah. so fitting six people <laughs> in a van is a little bit more difficult. Um, which I actually think I like the idea of ten people much better than than twelve, just because I think it's a little it's a little nicer in the van with five people versus <laughs> six. You know, cuts down on the smell and you know. Um, Actually, that's interesting because the whole race will just take less time too. That'll be interesting to see what time. Oh, that's we do. true. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe so only if they'll start like maybe later. Well, that's what I'm saying. On I think only us are probably interested in those kind of nitty gritty details. Yeah. But you know, what time they do start times, and then what time teams start rolling into the finish, kind of interesting stuff. So, anything else you want to say about? No, that was it. About that one, yeah. yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't even know how, like how many teams it's it's capped at or anything like that. Mm. So I'm just curious to see how it turns out. How it turns out and. Yeah, how that all goes. So the other thing I was going to mention, not not, I mean, it's, it's still exciting, but not to the same degree. I don't think is um they always do right now. Always does a uh, double medals if you run, you know, these two particular races, and you'll get you know this double medal. And we've gotten a couple of them before. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but we got one from oh the Goldrush medal. Goldrush. That's what it was. Yeah, for running um Napa and SoCal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they've announced some newer double medals uh, for this year, which they incorporate some of their newer races. So it makes sense. So one of them's like, um, I won't go through all of them, but one of them's O Canada. So basically if you run any two Canada races, you get, um, a double medal. Um, and they actually have three Canada races, technically one road, um, that goes through Canada and the U S and then two trails. So if you run all three, in addition to the double medal, you get what they call flair, which is like a little additional, thing Piece that you can, yeah <laughs> that you can add to the metal itself right. so um so that's kind of cool and then they actually have a new one for california which is pretty exciting i'm trying to find it here because they've up until now they actually haven't had they didn't have a double metal that incorporated the trail races in the state yeah. in, the, in in our state so it's pretty exciting now they have the ragnar republic so if you run any of the california races and we have four currently ragnar socal ragnar napa valley Right now, Trail Los Coyotes, and then Right Now Trail Tahoe, which you hear us talk about mm-hmm. all the time. So, if you run any two of them, you get the Right Now Republic medal, double medal, which is pretty cool. I kind of like it. It's got like the bear on there and stuff. But and then if you any additional race that you run, so the third and the fourth one, you get flare. To and add then, on, yeah, to add on. And one of the flares is the Golden Gate Bridge. So it's kind of cool to be able to yeah. put that on there. So yeah, yeah. I really want to kind of chase that one. Yeah, but um, I don't know if that's going to happen. So I mean, we're for sure doing Tahoe this mm-hmm. year, but I don't know if. We decide to add any other any other ones. Or not. So, if not this year, maybe next year. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about shoes. Um, one of my favorite places to get shoes: Running Warehouse. Um, not a sponsor, but I still buy a lot of shoes from them. I actually <laughs> bought a lot of everything from them, um, just because they're super fast. Well, I'm not going to turn it into an ad, but super fast shipping, free returns, good price. <laughs> I guess I just did an ad. Right. Um, you just condensed it and did it super quick but it's yeah i just did an but ad it's all I'm, true i'm not it's even gonna true. charge them for it at yeah. all but um the one thing i do like about them is they do share kind of they don't share sales numbers but um they do kind of share what their their top 25 selling shoes are um sometimes they break them down by category sometimes they don't but um we do have their info from q4 2016 so the list actually has their top 25 running shoes. I'm not going to obviously run through a list of 25. Uh, you're not going to run through a list of 25. <laughs> Sorry. That's that funny. Uh, um, the caveats for the list, um, the rankings are based on each color being treated as a standalone shoe. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, which is a weird way to track it. But, right. Um, 
that's fine. Um, and then units sold on clearance have been excluded. So sometimes I do buy shoes from them um, on clearance, but those wouldn't count. So on the men's side, and, and just to say, we're not saying you should go out and buy these shoes because they're the top selling shoes. It's more of just a curiosity thing and kind of where where maybe we fall in line with things. Um, on the men's side, number one selling shoe, Hoka with their Bondi 4 mm-hmm. um, in black, which is kind of interesting because I think that if that's correct, that's just a solid black shoe, which is kind of weird to me, but um, followed by the A6 GT 2000. I'm not going to list all the colors. Number three, the Hoka again, Bondi 4, this time gray and acid. Um, so when you go by that fact, that's definitely their top selling men's shoe since, you know, the, right. the two colors take up those two spots. Yeah. Uh, number four, kind of cool. Ultra gets on the list with their Ultra Superior 2.0. Number five, very common, very popular shoe, the Brooks Adrenaline GTS 16. And I guess silver, black, and blue, if anybody cares. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of the list basically kind of sticks to a lot of the same brands, a lot of ASIC shoes, Hoka's, um, some Hoka Trail shoes kind of get in there with the Challenger down the list. Um, but that's kind of it um, in terms of being that interesting. The Hoka Clifton comes in at 24. So that was a much more popular shoe probably six months or 12 months ago might be the best way to look at that on the women's side number one shoe asics gel nimbus 18 titanium white turquoise i said i wasn't going to say colors but i guess i am uh <laughs> number two you changed your mind on that change my mind number two a6 gt 2004 uh, number three comes the hookup bond a4 uh, number four your shoe the brooks adrenaline gts 16 and then at number five the hookup bond a4 again so um Brooks, nothing new here in that Brooks Adrenaline, super popular shoe. Mm-hmm. Hoka continues their their mounting uh, charge onto the the running shoe industry, and actually the running industry in in a whole, because you see them sponsoring so many athletes now, and so many events, and um, all kinds of things. You see them all over the place, but um, those seem to be the most two successful brands on this list, and then Asics kind of being that super traditional running shoe company that just continues to sell. I know that's mm-hmm. a favorite of a lot of people. Um, and that, oh, no Kayano on the list. That's interesting. Which is a very popular shoe, but very expensive. So might turn some people away. So running shoes, just, just for curiosity. Not, not, not a proof of um, that they're the best shoes, but but people are bar- buying them. So. Yeah. And I find I find the um, probably, you know, less important uh, is just the the color preference oh, you know like what, what color, people choose yeah yeah like same exact shoes but i mean same exact shoe but just a different color and what's more popular i find that interesting um well the one i'll be honest the one that shocks me is on the men's side that hookah bondi four the black one because it's just straight up completely black the only thing white on it is just a little bit of lettering mm-hmm. that says hookah it's i've never seen anybody wearing it out in the out in the wild so i don't know if people maybe i mean i could see people buying them for work type of thing oh right you got a job you're on your feet all the time lots of cushioning the most formal yeah it's well maybe not for an office setting but if you're like it might be perfect if you work in a warehouse or no i know it's still more formal than like regular so i wonder if that's kind of the reasoning there but kind of interesting yeah because it's just straight up all entirely black all right any other shoe talk Mm, nope i was just looking through the list and i think i have Obviously, you know, Adrenaline GTS 16s, and I have the the most popular color on that list. So, mm-hmm. actually, yeah. Okay. That's kind of funny that I ended up with those. So, okay. yeah, yeah, I actually need to buy another pair of Asics, um, probably the 2000. Uh, 
just because I, I really like Asics just as my my walking around on the weekend type of shoe. I don't run in them, but it's kind of my it's my tennis shoe. Put in my air quotes that I that I kind of wear all the time. So that's funny. All right, let's move on. Let's do a little bit of a race recap. Um, I don't know how detailed we'll get. We'll kind of see how it goes. Um, no super specific plan. Um, we did the Pacific Foothills China Camp Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, trail run. Trail run. Or trail race. Yeah. Trail race, which we mentioned before. Um, the oddball name comes from the fact was we signed up for this race, Pacific Pacifica Foothills, which is actually in the city out in Pacifica, which is just south of San Francisco, mm-hmm. right on the coast. But we've had... We had so much rain, so much weather hit Northern California this year that um, those trails, the park there ended up closing the trails, couldn't do the race. So they actually moved the race to a, a location called China Camp, mm-hmm. hence the name China Camp Edition. Yeah, which um, is actually in San Rafael, which yeah. is north of San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. So kind of a an inconvenient change. It was kind of funny because we actually had plans um for immediately after the race, basically right near Pacifico, it was like worked out perfect. We'll do the race. We'll go do these plans. We're, we got it all taken care of, and then we kind of got split across the Bay Area um, on that weekend with the venue change. But but these things happen. The race um, sent out the email that week. Um, they gave us the option, right? We could either do the the race at the new location, or we could take the a registration fees as a credit for one of their future races, right? Mm-hmm. So the race was actually put on by a group called Insect Trail. Mm-hmm which does a bunch of trail races here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, so that's why there was lots of opportunity. If you if you didn't want to do the, the change of the venue, um, you could easily do one of their other events someplace else. Right. So we obviously decided to go ahead and do the race in the other location, which yep. ended up why working not? out pretty good. So Yeah. Um, Distances for the race that were offered, uh, 10K, half marathon, and 30K. So you signed up for the 30K. Yep. I signed up for the 10K because yep. I'm hardcore, you know, like yeah. you know, big distances, 10K. <laughs> Actually, this is a race I wasn't even kind of talk. I wasn't planning on doing and you kind of just talked me into it. And yeah. Said, you know. I didn't even try very hard. I was just like, I'm racing this on this day. And you're and like, I said, fine. Oh. You're like, you I'll do the 10K. <laughs> Although, did you try to talk me into the half? No. Yes, I did. Okay. So that you- I take credit for. Okay. Yeah, I did try to talk you into the half. And you failed on that one. So yeah, that's yeah. good. One. I did. Um, so I guess let's just jump in, jump into it. Um, we didn't have to go pick up packets or anything the day before. We just mm-hmm. went out that morning to the race. We went early cause that's just, that's what we do. That's how we roll. Yep. Um, which is good cause we got a nice close parking spot cause you actually had to walk maybe a quarter mile to kind of the start finish area, mm-hmm. which is out there at the start of these trails. Um, things are still pretty met, wet and muddy mm-hmm. from recent rains and stuff like that. Um, walked over, got our bibs, no problems there. Pretty easy. Uh, I think with their races, you just get your um, your bib at the beginning. You don't get a shirt or anything until afterwards. Yeah. So yeah. truly a finisher shirt, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. Although it and, doesn't say finisher shirt. But. Right. And then you do have the option um, to not get a shirt mm-hmm. and say five bucks on the registration. Which, which is we, awesome. Because yeah. Which we've mentioned before. There's a couple of pretty well-known trail racing companies out here that give you that option. Because, mm-hmm. so. you know, if you, if you run a lot of races, you have these drawers, piles. Mm-hmm boxes i don't even know what you do with shirts you know when they start to pile up yeah if you don't donate them sooner we both actually opted for the shirt yeah. because we <laughs> right, had... wait, wait, yeah. right okay. after my entire speech of just yeah. having too many shirts and <laughs> overflowing what oh, did sorry, we do? that was poorly timed we'll, 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 t- we'll come back around to that later <laughs> yes of course we took our shirts so, yeah yeah well I, go, ahead. go ahead no good uh, i was just gonna say i just got the shirt because i hadn't done a race with this trail group before exactly that's what and i was so, gonna say um it was kind of cool just to get 
you know, trying something different. Different, although yeah. it's just a race shirt, so how different can it be? But right. still. But it is yeah. still different. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's so, see. As far as we we're talking about bit pickup, so as far as um race start time, um thirty K started first. Let's see if I remember what time. At eight thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't super early, so that's kinda nice. No, it was kinda nice that yeah. it was you know, Not normally like critical of seven AM or Yeah. I'm normally yeah. critical of late starts, but eight thirty Wait, yours was 8.30? Mine was 8.30. The half um, marathon was 8.45 and the 10K was 9 a.m. The one thing I'll say, you know, kind of in winter and, you know, it's a little bit cold. And I know we're talking cold by California standards. Right. Um, you know, it's always tough to get out of bed and, you know, the race was in a different location. So it was actually kind of nice that it was, oh, you know, we don't have to get up that early and drive, you know, that soon in the morning to kind of get there. So it was actually a very welcomed thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was. No, go ahead. No, I, was, I oh, got long-winded on that one. <laughs> That's fine. It was very important to you that it was not really early. It was. Start, I so. really didn't want to get up early in the morning that day. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I guess, should I just go into my race, I guess? Yeah, or, just talk about your I mean, race. we ran we can... different. I mean, even though we covered similar course, but mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, so, just talk about your race. So, so um, I'll, I'll jump in and interrupt you. Okay. So, yeah, with the, with the 30K, you know, in general, that's like 18 point something miles, but... Um, they did say that it was, you know, a little bit longer, like 19 or so miles. So I knew I was going into that. I was still kind of, kind of scared because that's, that's a lot of mileage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of mileage, but. Yeah, well, let me give the one public ex- advisory okay. here. If, if you're somebody who's new kind of getting into trail races, you know, when they, when it's a trail race oh, and right. they say 10K, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean it's 10K. Right. It's like around. It's, around. it's like, it's like five to seven miles. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a half marathon is 13.1-ish. Could yeah. Be, could be 14. 13 to 15 maybe. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So That's just just point. be careful of that if you sign up for, you know, maybe you sign up for a half and it ends up, you know, you get back and your GPS says 15 and you're like, what the yeah. hell? Like that's, that's a trail half. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. It's, it's a good time to, to throw that in there. So um, the way they actually had the, the course set up is if you did the 10K, you did what they call their pink loop, mm-hmm. right? Once, right? Yes. Okay. I'm just trying to remember. So I was trying to remember too, but yeah, okay. yes, pink course. <laughs> And then if you did the half marathon, you did their yellow loop, which was like seven something miles. And then the pink loop, which was like six something miles. Um, if you did the, the 30K, you did the yellow loop first and then you did the pink loop twice. So, and at the end of each loop, you actually ended up coming through like the start finish area. So it's actually really convenient for them to set up the aid station, I thought, because they basically had one, one aid station. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like they just had one, but yeah, it was at the start finish area. At the start finish line. Yeah. So I saw them twice on my run and then at the finish. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let you go. When no, you I mean, <laughs> we, we were cracking up because yeah. I don't know. It was a couple of days before the race or something like that. We're yeah. looking at the, the updated information because the location right. changed, right? So new maps, new new everything. Right? Yeah. That we new elevation. To, yeah, yeah. Everything. We had to familiarize ourselves with. And you were looking at the stuff and you're like, oh, you got you have one aid station. Right. And I was like... And it did list it that way. Right. It does yeah. list that I had for my 10K one right. aid station. Right. But I was like, uh, you need to pay attention to that, right? Because yeah. it said my aid station was at 6.3 miles. I'm right. I'm like, they mean that when I finish the race, <laughs> there's an aid station there. <laughs> right. That's not an aid station yeah. on the course. Right. So I, I think we have some different definitions or on, on what an aid station means because if it's not actually during the race, I don't think it counts as an aid station. Yeah. Um, that's like post-race refreshments. So, but I, I was just cracking up at the fact that, you know, 
there was one aid station, but it was basically when I finished the race. Right. Although technically that aid station was what fifty it's, yards. It was technically from the, before you finished. <laughs> it was. It was technically before you finished. It was. So. Technically, it was. Yeah, and so, so actually, when I so then that was I was glad that you pointed that out because I guess then, you're right that there was on court. I guess yeah, it is an aid station. It, it just happens to be like point zero eight miles from the finish, from the finish or something. Okay. So, which, but I, and I was glad that you actually pointed that out because when I had looked at how many stations, eight stations I had on course, it was three, which I, yes, I did have three. It was that mm-hmm. same one, but I passed it at like seven point something and then like 13 point something and then not again until I was done. Basically done. Pretty much. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I really had like two. So, I mean, I had planned on taking my own stuff anyways, just because, um, you know, on anything like half or longer for a trail run, I tend to take at least a bottle, if not a pack or that sort of thing. But, but yeah, it was kind of funny to have that listed. <laughs> I just, if it was me, I wouldn't have listed that as an aid station for, for the 10K. The 10K least, right. And I would have listed two aid stations for the 30K right. and so on. So, still funny though. Yeah, it was funny. So, okay. So, anyways, um, so, so doing the 30K, I was going to cover the yellow loop and then the, the pink loop twice. So, um, took off. Um, they, they did do like a pre-race spiel, mm-hmm. you know, on like the ribbon colors and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and then because of all the the rain and everything, the days or week or weeks, I don't even remember how, how long it was leading up to it, you know, that for the most part, trail conditions were pretty good. But there was like a down tree, like very close to the beginning. Right. Um, and I don't know if you heard that when they were doing the briefing mm-hmm. for us and I'm sure they said it again yeah, before thing. you went out. So there was a down tree. So there was somebody basically guiding us around the tree, which technically was off trail. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know like where the trail was, but it was, it was pretty muddy. Um, right. And you'd like, nobody was running through there. Everybody's just basically walking through like some, some deep mud and everything. So, um, which wasn't that bad when I went through because there was only a handful of people that went through ahead of me, you know, like nobody else had been right. through there. Um, but when I actually looped back around, um, the second and third time, I mean, it was, it was crazy. I don't know how, it, well, I, I was going to, I got to see your start and obviously my start, it was kind of just funny because, you know, this, this big down tree that you kind of had to go around was, I don't know, 75 yards from the start line or something like that. And so, you know, your 30 K starts and it's, you know, this wasn't a huge, I mean, we'll get into numbers a little bit, but not a very small trail race in a lot of ways. And, you know, everybody's there, they all jam out the start line and, make this first little left and you get to the tree and then it's basically everybody has to stop and walk in it's single file line. Right. And, um, yep. You know, there's people just standing You're like, there. Oh, basically. here's the down tree. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My race was the same thing. Jumped in the crowd there. I, I kind of started to the back and like, okay, okay. Now I'm just going to stop yeah. here and wait my turn. Right. Like file, don't even so, hurry. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Which I told you afterwards, I had thought about just not starting kind of like right. at the official gun start time mm-hmm. and just waiting two minutes. Cause then there would have been nobody I would have had to wait for, but I didn't do that, but I should have. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was chip time. So, yeah, it was chip yeah, time. So you could so have done like, that. That would have been saved me, you know, probably a minute there. So yeah, past the past the down tree. Yeah, past the down tree, and it's um quite a bit of this race was um considered a single track. I know when we were reading the description, mm-hmm. it's a lot of single track. Although it was a little bit wider in most spots yeah, than like, like double like, track. Yeah, but, it was like double track, which is kind of nice, but it wasn't like big fire road and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So, but um, easy to pass. Basically, almost anywhere on the course. Yeah, there's so. very few sections where it got kind of narrow where you would definitely would want to let somebody know you were coming through. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just kind of, you know, then quickly went to like almost single file, you know, went through a couple of like small puddles. Um, it was interesting because there's always people that try to avoid, like, at all costs, I'm going to avoid like those puddles right at the beginning. Um, I tend to not be one of those people if I know that 
uh, my feet are going to get wet at some point in the race. I mean, it's it's best to, I guess, try to prolong it, right? And try to keep your feet dry as possible, as long as possible. But I, I'm less concerned with like doing all kinds of crazy maneuvers trying to avoid it. So anyways, so um, I think maybe like a mile or so in, um, there's a, maybe a little bit longer, there's a split um, to continue on to the yellow loop versus going on to the, the pink loop where you would have headed off, you know, at the beginning of your race. So, and it's basically... Um, pretty good climb on the yellow loop. Um, I can't remember exactly how how long it is, but it, it wasn't very long, but it was it was kind of steep. So, you know, kind of huffing and puffing right from the get-go. And, you know, people are passing me, which, you know, at that moment, I'm like, okay, mental note, I need to work on my climbing skills. <laughs> you know, because you just look at people that you're, that, you know, you kind of get used to seeing certain people or the same people at like trail races mm. if you do enough of them you right. know out in this area and you kind of know like okay i'm around like me and that person tend to run around the same you know if they're passing you on like the uphills and you're passing them on the downhills and it's like okay i need to work on my climbing you know maybe they need to work on their descending but i need to work on my climbing so i had some people pass me on the uphill but um pretty much once we were at the top of that initial climb then it was a lot of uh it was some like descending but a lot of like rollers for the remainder of that seven point something mile loop back mm-hmm. towards the, the the start finish of of the the race, so it was it was pretty fun because it was mostly runnable. Like at that point, mm-hmm. so it was like quite a few miles of you're just like you're just running and having fun, and um, a couple of like coastal views from that part of the the loop because that was a part that was closest to the coast. Gotcha. So I mean, you couldn't see the coast the entire time, but you know you could see parts of it, and it ended up being a, a very clear day, um, a sunny day. It's still cold but mm-hmm. a sunny day. So wasn't like super foggy when we were out on the trail. So it could actually get some pretty good views there. I, I, it was a beautiful day. Yeah. It was, you know, perfect. Yep. Running conditions really. Yeah. There's, um, from what I remember, not too many like huge puddles on the yellow loop. Um, there's a couple of down trees and I know there was one that we were, you actually had to kind of like kind of climb through and the person that was right in front of me was climbing through, but didn't realize that there was something overhead. And so mm-hmm. she knocked her head on it pretty pretty good and i was like oh shoot i'm like if that was me if she wasn't right in front of me i would have done that same thing um so we had been kind of keeping up with each other for a while but she ended up walking for a little bit so i mean i you know made sure she was okay i'm like are you okay you're fine make sure she wasn't bleeding or anything but she ended up walking for a little bit just because i think she kind of got i don't say disoriented but just you know you get a little mm. i don't know what the word is but i think there was a couple people that ended up kind of knocking their heads or yeah saw one gentleman who had a pretty bloody ear which i just probably from there he caught on yeah a, on a branch yeah, it was yeah, it was probably from that one. So, um yeah, and then basically um finishing up the yellow loop, you're going up that like quarter of a mile walk from like where you were parked almost from there mm-hmm. to basically the start finish. So, that's probably the widest part of the whole entire yeah, it's, course. Yeah, that's basically fire road. Yeah, there. it's fire road. Yeah. So, Tiny you section. get back to the start finish and then I hit that eight station, <laughs> right? So, <Right. laughs> yeah. So, um oh, I did take I did take my Nathan pack with me. I had Tailwind. That's what I was going to use to fuel. I had a couple of extra stuff in my bag, like cliff shots. and Which they ended up having Tailwind at the aid station. They right? did. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the few races that I've seen yes. that actually does have Tailwind. So. Yep. Yeah. So I was pretty excited about that. So I knew that I could always go to that if I like ran out or, mm. or something. I don't even know what flavors they had. So I could have tried a different flavor, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, but I can't remember exactly what I got when I got into the aid station. I think maybe it was like banana, like a piece of a banana and... Oh, Oreo. I got an Oreo every single time I went through there because I just, I don't awesome. know. I really like getting an Oreo when I'm like on, on a trail run. race. 
I'm right there with yeah, you. Yeah, I don't honestly. I just I mean, not that I don't like them in life, you know, but <laughs> I just I try not to eat them like just okay. in general. So I think that's my one time where I'm like, I'm eating an Oreo cuz I just ran seven and a half miles. Okay, here's the random question though. Like if you were just in your day-to-day life, you uh-huh. know, if you're at work and there was a table set up of Oreos? If Oreos for free, you'd probably grab one then too anyway, right? Yeah, but not like <laughs> So it's really not any different. But not every time I pass the table. <laughs> it's really not any different. It's a little different. <laughs> It's a little different. Okay, maybe okay. it's just more. So you're saying, really, it's because it's readily available there that that's why I'm having. And you it. like Oreos, yeah, sure. Yeah, I do like Oreos. Yeah. So, but yeah. I agree, they do kind of taste better, right, in the middle of a race. Yeah. So. Although, just FYI, if it's raining, don't ever take an Oreo and try to save it for later. I've done that before. Doesn't work. It does not work. Okay. Yeah. So you got to eat it then, or just don't take it with you. So, anyways, I grabbed a couple things, you know, from the the table and uh, just headed out onto. Um, that same path that we're all running on again, you know, with the down tree at the beginning. And so when I came through there that time, you know, like all of us 30 cares, all of the half marathoners, I mean, which again, you said it's not a huge race. Mm-hmm. It's not, but all the 30 cares, all the half marathoners, all the 10 cares had already gone through that section. So it was more worn, mm-hmm. more beat up. Beat up yeah. So I'm walking through and I'm like, I can feel like the suction trying to like kind of hold on to my <laughs> shoe. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, this is way worse than the last time I came through here. But anyways, so I started going through that, um, you know, section again, and then got to the split where um, pink and yellow split up. And they did have a, a course marshal or... Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right term. Um, that was doing a really good job of telling us which way to go, you know, so that I didn't like accidentally go back on the yellow loop and that sort of thing. So um, went on the pink loop and there was some climbing on the pink loop. Um, the first time I went through, it just felt like really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it felt like the climbing was way longer than I had thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, and then I'm just like, God, like, when am I going to stop going up? You know, like I just wasn't like in a good space. Like I think just, I don't know, mentally or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I also had gotten a bit behind on my nutrition, even though like at that point I was probably only like 10 miles in still like, I need to be careful with that. And I, when I had mixed my tailwind, I mean, you mix it yourself with how strong you want it to be. I apparently mixed it super light, so I didn't have hardly any calories in my in my water, you know, that's supposed to have the, the tailwind. So I, I think that was part of it too. So I was just kind of like just a little bit behind on that and then just mentally kind of like, Bleh, you know, like I didn't think I was going to be going up so much. And it wasn't steep by any means, you know, but it was just like, it felt like long. And I'm like, oh, okay, when am I going to get to the top? So then I know that I'm going to start like running back down, you know, to the start finish again, you know, so. Um, saw a race photographer out there like maybe two or three times. Uh, one of the sections was when I was like, it felt like I had just reached the top of the pink loop. Not that there was like a big peak, but it just felt like, you know, at the top done climbing, mm-hmm. um, crossed a bridge. There's quite a few bridges out there. It's kind of nice. I don't know why I like crossing bridges. It's, I mean, it's a big deal, right? It's a wooden bridge, right. but it's, I think it's just to kind of mix it up, you know, it's like, Oh, it's well, a wooden it's, bridge. So I mean, it's something different. Yeah. Something different. Um, but yeah, I was crossing a bridge and then there was a race photographer. So I kind of like smiled or I don't know, you know, you try to look good and stuff. And then as soon as I saw him, I kind of just looked around. And I'm like, oh, oh my, that's kind of not a good place to have a race photographer. It's like super rocky right here. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's not paying attention. Right. And just as I f- was finishing my thought, I fell. So I don't know what happened. I I don't know if I tripped on myself. I don't know if I just didn't pick my foot up. And like, I don't felt like I slipped. on. I don't I didn't feel like I slipped on anything. 
I don't know. So you I distracted just, yourself. I guess, because I was thinking like, wow, it's kind of rocky if somebody falls here. <laughs> and then you fell. And then I fell. So, and I wasn't like bombing downhill or anything. You know, I was running, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like downhill, like sprinting or anything. Um, and I, when I fell, fell mostly on my right side and felt it, like basically just like some, I'll call it road rash, like on the bottom part of my leg, you mm-hmm. know, like just to the side of my knee on the outer part of my leg and that's what kind of like stung you know the most and then i was like a little disoriented somehow i'm not sure why but when i fell it's kind of like like which way am i facing like which way do i keep running that sort of thing and then of course i was mad because i just passed the phrase photographer and he saw me fall <laughs> but he, but he didn't take pictures of not me that i know of at least yeah. he didn't put them up so I w- that's i would have paid triple for that but you know <laughs> So then, um, you know, runner coming up behind me was very nice. And he's like, you know, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. You know, and he's like reaching his hand down to like help me up. And I, for whatever reason, I just could not like get my body together to like stand up in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like it just like something was not communicating. <laughs> so I was just sitting there and I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I said, I just need to sit here for a minute. You keep going. <laughs> so he took off and then I popped up and, you know, you kind of try to take inventory. Like, is everything okay? Right. You know, I mean, it didn't feel so painful that I thought I broke something, but it's never a bad idea to just kind of check and make sure. And I've kind of felt like on my hip a little bit, like, okay, I probably like scraped that a little bit, looked at my shorts to make sure I didn't like, wasn't missing my shorts <laughs> or anything before I started running. No new holes or anything. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I did decide to wear shorts. So if I had, you know, pants or capris, I probably would have saved my legs a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I saw that things were okay. I had some blood on my leg. I had a, I had some blood on both of my knees. Um, believe it or not. And then I saw like just a tiny little bit of blood on my like close to my right elbow, but it looked like it was like a tiny little speck. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's fine. And then my left hand, um, I had just gotten like a real superficial, like just little flesh, like flap. Mm-hmm. I don't know what got under there, but just like a little flap of skin ended up like, you know, coming off or well, actually it was still holding on, but it was, it was flapping. And for whatever reason, I think just cause I don't know if it's like, you know, adrenaline, that sort of thing. Like it was bleeding like quite a bit, you mm. know, and I'm looking, I'm okay, let me make sure everything I'm okay. It's not broken. It's not anything. So I just like put some pressure on it, you know, just with my other hand, I started running. Um, and I'm like, and then I'm just like mad because I'm like, oh, I can't believe I fell again. And I'm thinking, oh, when I get back, you know, cause I'm going to, I'm going to have to do pink again. When mm. I get back, I was thinking like, you're going to see me and you're going to be like, oh my God, you fell. And I'm like, everybody's going to see me. I mean, like I, I didn't know anybody else there, you know, right. but you just start thinking about it. Oh, now I'm gonna, like, people are going to know I fell and this isn't even like technical. Cause I don't think for the most part, the race was like no. the trails were technical, you no. know? So I'm like, like people are going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, like you fell, what's wrong with you? You know, that sort of thing. Of course, this was all like pressure I was putting on myself. Right. And then I felt like just so bad in the moment that I was just like, I'm just not going to finish this race. I'm like, I'm just going to be done when I'm done with this pink loop. I'll just be done. I'm like, that's like roughly a half marathon. That's pretty good. I'll just, I'll just be done. Call it a day. And you know, I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I kept looking at my left hand and just like the blood just kind of kept trickling down my hand. So I actually had a a buff with me, which I wear a lot when I trail run and a lot when it's cold because I use it to cover up like my mouth and my nose if it's really, really cold. So I had that around my neck. So I took it off my neck, try to wrap it around my palm in my hand but like i had to do it tight enough because otherwise it just kept like the blood just kept dripping and it was it wasn't a huge amount you know mm-hmm. like, but i don't want to like just be dripping blood so try to kind of do it a little bit tight might have ended up doing it a little bit too tight you know and like my hand ended up getting up a little swollen because i had had it too <laughs> tight but i mean it was fine so so then i'm just thinking like i'm like i'm just i'm just gonna be done well, this is gonna be my first dnf that sucks 
you know, that sort of thing. But I'm like, but I just, I'm like, I don't want to come back out for another pink loop. It just sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay, whatever. So, and then I was like really hyper-focused on like everything, like make sure you don't make trip, sure you don't like do pick again. up your feet, like don't slip on that and don't, you know, like what if you fall again, you know? So, ended up coming through the pink loop, getting back to the eighth station. Mm-hmm. Um, took off the buff at that time and just asked him for a Band-Aid because it was still bleeding a little bit, but I figured I'll just cover it, you know, whatever. And uh, I was kind of looking around because I figured you were done mm-hmm. with your race. So, you know, I thought I'll, you know, he'll see me and he'll feel bad for me because I fell <laughs> and I'll get some sympathy and, you know, that sort of thing, right? right. So I'm at the aid station. I'm, you know, cleaning up a little bit. They actually gave me something to, to wipe off, you know, like the grime and I didn't realize it was hand sanitizer at the time, which <laughs> contains alcohol, like just lots of alcohol. So I didn't realize that at the time until I started cleaning myself with it. And then I was like, ah, okay, that stings. So I just grabbed a couple cups of water and tried to, you know, wash out some of the grime a little bit. So um, you were nowhere in sight, which ended up being a really good thing. You're welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for not being there at the moment. So um, try to clean myself up. I still, I was like debating just back and forth. I'm like, do I go back out? I have to do another six point something miles. And I hated that loop and I fell. And what if I fall again? And, you know, I just kept thinking that. And I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to go. And I'm like, well, I don't feel that bad. I should just go. So I ended up having like an Oreo, you know, <laughs> a piece of a banana. I think I got like some pretzels. And then this one uh, other runner, this other girl that I, we kept kind of like passing each other because she could, she would climb faster than I would, but I could run the flats faster than her and I would descend faster. So we just kind of kept passing each other. And so she came like after I'd been there a few minutes, she got there. She's like, hey, we only have like one more pink loop to go. And I was like, yay, like, you know, <laughs> right. But then once she said that, I'm like, oh. and I looked again and you weren't there. <laughs> like I looked around and I'm like, oh, he's not here. I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to give it a try. I'm like, worst case, I could just turn around. Mm-hmm. So I went back out on Pink Loop. And then again, passing that down tree, like almost got my shoes like sucked out off right. of me, right? From that, because now the word that's like even worse, because now all the 10 is finished. Most of the half marathoners or a good majority have finished. Um, most of the, the 30 carriers have already come through there once, if not twice, mm-hmm. you know? So, so it's looking like even worse and worse, but went through there, you know, I'm like having my own little pity party, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, got to that part again where the yellow loop and the pink loop separate, continued on to the pink loop. Um, and the, the course marshal that was there, um, is actually somebody that I know I didn't mention that. Um, and he's like, all right, you're almost done. You know, like you only got like the pink loop left to do. And I remember thinking, oh man, I can't turn around because then he's going to see me <laughs> and be like, what happened? You know, like, why are you turning around? So I think it was at that point where I was like, I'm just going to get it done. If I have to like walk it, whatever, like I'm just going to get it done. I'll just mm-hmm. like text you, you know, if it ends up being that I'm going to walk the rest of the time. So went back out on the, the pink loop. And actually, it didn't seem as bad the second time around. Because I get maybe because I already knew like what I was in knew for. Knew was coming, yeah. Yeah. And then I would just like, I mean, it was a lot of it was runnable. So I would like run a lot of it. And then when I just felt like really, really tired, I would start walking. And I don't, even, I don't think I even told you this. And I look at my watch. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk for 30 seconds, mm-hmm. you know, like on the climb. I'm like, unless it flattens up before then, then I'll just start running. So I'd get to like 30 seconds. You know, if I was at 30 seconds, I'm like, okay, I'm running now. You know, until like I got like really tired again. I'm like, okay, 30 seconds. And a lot of times it wouldn't, I wouldn't even make it to the 30 seconds because it would like flatten out a little bit or go downhill. So yeah, and before I knew it, like I was, I was at the top. And then I got a little scared when I got to the section where like the photographer, you know, was going to, he wasn't there anymore. Um, and then that little rocky section, it was fine. Um, and yeah, just like, 
you know, was coming through there and enjoying it more. And I'm like, and then at that point I was like, I can't believe I wasn't going to finish. You know, I was just going to stop, you know, it's that, you know, cause I'm feeling better. Of course. That's so like, Oh, what were you thinking? You know, you're totally fine. And, um, so came through towards the end of the, the pink loop and it was kind of lonely out there. Mm-hmm. Um, by this, the time I was out there for the second pink loop, cause there's a lot less people out there and it wasn't a huge amount of 30 cares. Right. So, um, but yeah, came through towards the end of the pink loop. I ended up passing a few people towards the end there and yeah, went through that part where the down tree is again, trying to keep my shoes and passed the aid station again, did not stop because that was, you know, coming through the finish line. So yeah, went through the finish line and that was it. So I did finish the total distance. Uh, I think I ended up finishing, I think like four, oh yeah, it was four hours. Okay. So my original guess, I was thinking it was going to be somewhere between like probably three hours and 45 minutes and, and four hours. That was just my guess based on the distance and everything. Um, would have been a little bit faster if I hadn't sat on the ground for a little while or, you know, had my pity party at the aid station <laughs> and waiting for you to, uh, you know, feel bad for me and stuff. So, but yeah, I ended up being really glad that you weren't there because I probably would have just stopped. Um, so yeah, ended up getting a good, I think almost 20 miles in mm-hmm. that day. So I was definitely happy with that. Um, and then I know when you saw me, I don't know if it took you a minute to like see my wounds, but you're like, oh my God, you fell. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, I will say that you were actually way more beat up than I think you've let on. Oh, so yeah, far. yeah, yeah. And so, I was going to go back to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. So, and I was kind of dreading. Like seeing you, like once I was finished, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, because then I'm gonna have to, like, yeah, I fell. No, I don't know what happened. <laughs> you know that sort of thing. So yeah, so then like kind of when I'm done, you know, you kind of like okay, and I think part of the, you know, because you're like running and you're like adrenaline's flowing, mm-hmm. like you maybe don't feel as much of the pain, right? You know, and, no, and I didn't break anything, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was definitely more beat up and more scratched up than I had thought I was. Um, oh, and right after I fell, when I popped back up and I was like, like oh, I'm just not gonna finish. I was actually running pretty fast and I don't know if it was just kind of like some adrenaline because like, oh, you just fell and like, get up and yeah. you know, just go, that sort of thing. But yeah, when I ended up kind of like looking at my legs, like again, like the right, my right leg, like my lower leg was pretty like just scratched up, nothing deep. Um, my right knee or just above it was scratched, but ended up getting really bruised like the day after mm-hmm. my left knee just above it on the inside part again. Um, I don't know how like I got both of them, but um a little scratched, but really bruised. My right hip, I actually ended up having a pretty big bruise that was like really nasty the day after. Even that day, actually, I could kind of feel it swelling. Like I was kind of feeling it. I'm like, oh, I have like a big old knot right there. So um, that ended up being way worse than I thought it was because I didn't think I really had anything there, mm-hmm. you know? And then probably the the thing that was like the worst at the time, my left palm, like that's like almost completely healed up. Right. So that one is like, okay. Um, and then my right elbow where I thought I had just a tiny little like scratch once I ended up like pulling, cause I had a long sleeve shirt on, but it was like pulled up to the elbow. That's mm-hmm. why I ended up getting kind of scratched. Once I pulled that all the way up, I could see that like my whole like right elbow was like bruised and, and swollen. And then I had a pretty good, that's probably the deepest gash that I had like that on my was, like right was... arm just below my right elbow. Yeah. Your arm was definitely yeah. cut up pretty good. Yeah. yeah I, th- I still think your, your knee was pretty gnarly gnarly yeah <laughs> and your hip was definitely really bad looking it was just a i just kept bruise. looking at it because like, you know once it bruised up i was just like whoa i'm like that's like so purple you know but 
thankfully like nothing broken right, no right. long-term <laughs> damage long-term. or anything like that i mean my elbow i still can't like rest on my elbow but it's it's fine you know mm-hmm. nothing's broken or anything so but yeah it was definitely worse than what i thought and um, one of the weird things is like i said i had a, a long sleeve and my, my big sur marathon long sleeve textured on mm-hmm. you know from the race like a couple years back um and there's not a single hole in it at all even though i banged up my right arm pretty bad and then i thought about it afterwards i know this is like just totally like superstitious and not anything logical at all but the last time i raced in that shirt i fell okay and like i think my whole left side was bruised up or something like my shoulder my elbow i mean i had all kinds of nasty stuff that was like a few years ago and the shirt like did not have a single hole in it so I am not wearing that shirt. It's time to get that's your to race your throw away you, or I just not, throw it away now. No, I'll just wear it around. You know, but I am not okay, like racing but, and I know that's totally superstitious. Okay, but what if you're but, wearing it around and you just randomly trip and fall? Then I'm you're burning be so that. Mad at yourself. Then I'm gonna burn it. I am. I like it yeah. though. It's a really comfortable shirt. Right. But I'm like, I don't understand like and I was totally superstitious that I fell twice with it, because I've fallen with other shirts too. But I'm like, how does it not have like any sort of hole at all? Mm-hmm. With two falls, so because your skin took all the yeah, hits, exactly. That's why. So that's that was pretty much my race. So <laughs> awesome, yeah. Um, got my medal, right? Um, and then you actually did place in your age group. Oh yeah, I did. So I got my shirt because then they have the shirts there. Um, got my shirt, which ended up being pretty cool. Um, and then next to the oh yeah, next to the shirt is where you get the medal, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't get it like when you come through the finish line. No, you actually, you actually like go, go to, to the booth or whatever. You get your shirt and then another booth. You get your medal. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, let me look at your official time. And I'm thinking, I don't even care about my official time, right? And she's like, okay, hold on. She's like, oh, hold on. You know, like she's having like, and I almost laughed. And I'm like, forget it. I don't care about my official time. She's like, oh, you finished like in four hours exactly. I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. That's what I was aiming for. So, and she's like, oh, and you placed. So I ended up placing second in my age group. So that was pretty cool. Um, wasn't a big race. I do have to put that disclaimer in there. There was what, 50 people for the 30K. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know I didn't beat a lot of people, but still, ah, there was more good. than three people in my age group, so there <laughs> or more than two, I should say. I got second, so yeah. Um, and then while we're just talking about size, uh, there's there was 95 people in the half. Mm-hmm. Um, there was then, 81 in the 10k. Oh, you looked that up? Yeah. No, never mind. Okay. I don't know about the there you go the half. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was my race, <laughs> but I did get a nice long-ish trail run which is what you were there for right and yeah. like it's, it was supported kind of <laughs> um at an at a new park that we hadn't been to mm-hmm. and we saw some new trails that's like okay you know we can definitely come back out here and like hike or run or that sort of thing oh you could actually mountain bike that we had i forgot to mention that yeah there was lots of people who were just kind of maybe surprised that the race was happening because yeah. there was just lots of people out doing their ma- mountain biking for the day and kind of i felt bad because you know this race kind of took over the park right. and so um i definitely yielded to a few mountain bikers i did too actually um so i'm like i almost felt bad i'm like oh sorry we're here in your way i know and i know i know technically like they're supposed to yield to us you know but like when you're when you're riding downhill and i'm like hiking uphill i don't mind pulling over for a little bit for you to like just keep going you know so yeah and they were all like super nice and you know letting me know like how many more people are coming or whatever you know that sort of thing so yeah so that was really that was much longer than i thought it would be for me to talk about my race. Okay. Sorry about that. But uh, you talk about your race now. Okay. I'll, I'll keep it short because mine was far less dramatic. And, and, <laughs> Which is good. And a far shorter a distance. Which is good. Um, I just did the 10K. Like I said, I wasn't shooting for anything at the time. I was kind of just out there more for the fact that you were out there and I needed to 
head out in that part of the Bay Area anyways, at least originally. Um, you know, for me, the pink loop was basically just kind of pretty mellow at the beginning. And then there was kind of the big climb in the middle. And then you had the big descent and um, and then kind of the same mellow finish. I felt really good. Um, didn't push hard or anything like that out on the big climb. I was kind of, I just walked a bunch of it because mainly because people around me were walking. I could have actually ran and actually did kind of as the climb went on. I was like, all right, I'm running. This is this is actually too slow for me. But there's just <laughs> a lot of people around me kind of walking. But on the flip side of that, I was kind of just enjoying my my walk in this this pretty nice park that mm-hmm. I had never been to yeah, before really nice. and kind of getting a nice, still cold, but sunny day after kind of weeks of, of rain and crappy weather. It was kind of nice to just like, oh, this is kind of nice just being outdoors and back on the trails. Hadn't been on the trails for a while, so just felt really good. But um, yeah, to me, I mean, the only way I could describe my race was I was just kind of in cruise control the whole time. Didn't push hard or anything like that. Did get to the top of the big climb and definitely because I enjoy it, just bombed down. Um, I did. I mean, the one thing, because the 10K started half hour later, um, I did get passed by by the top 30K runners mm-hmm. at random points. And I don't know, the half, I think it was just 30K people. But um, at one point, kind of on the descent, there was a guy who, he must have been for sure top 10, but maybe top five at the, of the 30K or the half, or I don't know, whichever one. And he was kind of, he kind of caught up to me and was bombing down. So I'm like bombing, trying to keep up with this guy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, I hope I don't fall. Hope I don't fall, you know? But because um, I was a little beyond my means at that point. But um, I definitely love running downhill. Um, but yeah, that was it. I just kind of had fun. Um, you know, I had a bottle with me. So the aid station thing wasn't an, an issue. issue anyways. But yeah. just kind of funny. Um, now, do you think if you hadn't um, looked at the aid station's like placement ahead of time and if you didn't take a bottle, you think you would have been okay anyways? or Without a bottle? Yeah. You know, it's one of those where the weather was cold. Yeah. And so, you know, it's one of those days where it's almost hard to hydrate because it's right. cold. You don't feel like... So, I think I would have been okay, but definitely um, was nice having the bottle. I, I, I would have been fine without it, but um, wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Right. Yeah. I'm just curious. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the race. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about my race other than that. Couldn't tell you what my pace was, what my time was to save my life. If I had to right now, I'd have to look it up. Cause I, I honestly, I didn't look at my pace during the race. I didn't pay any attention to it. You know, wasn't chasing a time. So it was kind of nice just going out there and just being like, ah, oh, whatever, whatever. And you know, just yeah. kind of enjoy the run and stuff like that. So, um, a lot of fun, uh, finished the race, got my shirt, my finisher medal, no mm-hmm. age group medal, darn it. You know, so I haven't seen, you know, try hard. Not that I, would have made a difference but um and then after that just to explain where the heck i was when you came back to the aid station i went back to the car to change and kind of relax i was in the same because i had time so. to kill until you got back so, yeah i'm um, glad that, you did that that's where i was when i was missing <laughs> apparently from your race recap there because <laughs> i went back to the car I, you know that's the kind of nice thing i did the 10k and i was waiting for you which was you know not a long wait but a pretty significant chunk of time so yeah yeah you know, let's go back to the car right clean up i mean it was pretty a little bit muddy out there so it's kind of clean up change shoes relax sit in the car for a little bit and then i kind of came back and met you when you finished the race and everything so um yeah pretty cool small race i really mm-hmm. like the shirt i really like the metal mm-hmm. um the one you know this is put on by inside trail it is kind of funny because they're all their signs and kind of logos for inside trail almost look like the the star wars uh font that makes sense yeah, i don't even know do. if it's exactly the same or it's just very similar different. though so i was kind of being somewhat of a stars 
large Star Wars fan. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, kind of a little weird for a race, but I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but they did actually a really good job with the race, no complaints. Um, you know, for those that are kind of local here to the Bay Area and with the trail running scene here, you know, we talk about Brazen a lot to put on great races. Um, inside Trail, this, I mean, this is only one race that I have to judge. Really nice race. Seems like, and just having run it one time, Inside Trail seems like a little bit more hardcore trail people. Mm-hmm. Um, now, part of that easily to be explained is just you go to Brazen, they do 5K, 10K, half most of the time. Right. This was started at 10K, so that automatically eliminates a group of people. But, right. Um, the people that would normally do the 5K. Right. Yeah. But and I then it adds a 30K. Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't read um, too much into that. No. Inside Trail has kind of a more classy metal. Brazen does kind of more funnish type of metals mm-hmm. with their themes and kind of stuff like that. So just different, but it's it's super nice living in the san francisco area and kind of having lots of races to do and lots right. of different options in, in terms of who to run it with so yeah. definitely appreciate that that's some nice post-race food you know like what you would typically what i think you would typically expect um post trail race i had so, a quesadilla post-race which yeah. was awesome i don't yeah. know that i've ever had a quesadilla yeah i've never had a quesadilla post race. but it was so, it was yeah. hot and was and good. I know you had soup. I had some nice hot chicken noodle soup. Which was yeah. Great. When she saw me shivering, like looking at like the fruit, she's like, "You want some hot soup?" I'm like, "Heck yeah!" So yeah, and then uh, soda and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So and then I mean the last thing I'll say, just I mean like I said, kind of more geared towards locals. China Camp, which I don't know if it's China Camp State Park or what park system so. that falls under under. But I'd never been to China Camp. I had no expectations for the place, but it was actually a really nice place mm-hmm. um, to run. You know. Um, oh, the one thing I was going to say was, I mean, do you still feel that like pink was hard? Um, cause after the race, you kind of told me like, like that I hated pink or something. Yeah. You hated pink. Yeah. I used some other choice words, but yeah. And I was like, and it was weird because I know I only did the 10 K and you did the 30 K, but I was yeah. like, man, this race was kind of easy. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, so, I was just in cruise control chilling. I was like, right. I thought that was pretty easy, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that pink was easy, but even like a day after or a couple hours after, mm-hmm. like it wasn't as hard as I thought it was after I did the first loop. I think I just like was not in a good place okay. when I did the first pink loop. And so everything just seemed, you know, everything just seems worse, you know, like, oh, this sucks. Like everything's just worse. The other thing too was on yellow, it was like, okay, you're climbing kind of steep for a short period of time and then you're done climbing. Mm-hmm. Now just like, now just run, right? And then pink was kind of like, okay, go up. Okay, go up some more, go up some more go up some more and then halfway through it's like okay now you can go down so it just it was just different so no i don't think it was as hard as i thought it was that no. day so it was, it was just kind of a weird juxtaposition yeah because you were like what i know normally you're the one that was like yeah it was all right and i'm like well yeah. you're you know that was hard or usually you say like hey it was downhill and i'm like you're a liar and right you know, <laughs> there was no downhill yeah. what are you talking about so yeah a, a little bit different yep. than the norm so yeah um i think i was lacking some some calories and some mental something <laughs> So I don't know. I did end up running out of my uh, my tailwind and water like with a mile and a half left to go in the race. Well, it's almost yeah, which was fine. Timing, yeah. yeah, you did have that aid station right before the finish. If so I you, needed it, if you yeah. Needed no, I mean it's it, totally so. fine. I mean a, a mile and a half from it, that's that's totally fine. So it was funny. I went to like drink from the bladder, and it was like I'm like what? Like nothing's coming out. I'm like oh, that means it's empty. So anyways, um, yeah, right. good race. Good race. It was good a lot com- of fun. Good race company. Yeah, yeah. No well organized and very nice that they were able to pull together. A race at a different venue mm-hmm. um, just a couple of days before the race was supposed to take place. So, Granted, this other venue is, I think, the place they do races there anyways. Right. So, I mean, they kind of had all the race. You know, that's not to knock them or anything. But no, it's no, just no. Makes it, at least it makes it a little bit easier for them. Right. The fact that they probably had all that information ready to go and what trails and all that stuff. So, But but definitely a last minute change. So, 
Anything else on the race you want to say? Nope. I think I said enough. Um, all right. Let's gonna wrap it up with kind of feedback. More mm-hmm. about some, some, some professional runners. Yeah. So we heard from uh, Libby. She is now on the professional runner list. She found 85 cents. Nice. Which is 85 cents more than what I found. So that's awesome. I still haven't found any money while running. So Still? Yeah. Someday. I keep saying I think I'm going to have to go out there before you go to run. and just... That doesn't count. But then you'll probably miss it or something. Like probably. That anyway, so. Yeah. Or I'll fall trying to get it or something and then it'll just be worse. Then we heard from uh, Gary who um, is also on the professional runner list. He said he found five, a $5 bill while parking at the gym to go run on a treadmill. <laughs> so he said he's fun, he's found money before while running, but probably for a lifetime total, it adds up to less than $5 before this fine. So this was definitely uh, an increase in pay. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of a race. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yep. All righty. I guess that's going to do it for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else before we get out of here? Otherwise, let's just get out of here. That's it. The website for the podcast is embracerunning.com. You could find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash embrace running. Send us any comments, questions, or feedback at feedback at embracerunning.com or leave us a voicemail at 925-400-7223. If you enjoy the show, give us a review on iTunes. So until next time, embrace running.